Friends, it's good to be together once again around the 315 podcast. Uh, my name is Keith and I have Chris here with me. We're blessed to gather together around this mic and, and share with you uh, each month different questions and answering them according to the Bible. And, and Chris, uh, we've got Bibles in front of us. We're sitting here and our program managers, John's up there with us today. And so it's going to be a good time together. I'm thankful to be back and doing podcasts again this year, especially with our new cycle going every other week. It gives us more time uh, to hear from the audience and more time to prep and, and make sure we're giving um, our best forward in each and every one of these podcasts. Yeah, and I want to say thanks to everybody that's, and as well as you do too, that that's uh, supported us, everybody that's yeah. been a part of it, everybody's asked questions, and people are just kinder than we deserve. I'm, I'm so glad that God's word is our answer. So we don't take credit for any of the, any of the good things of God, any of the bad things is yeah. us. Amen. And so, uh, again, we thank you for listening in with us. As always, uh, we love to hear from your comments, and uh, we always encourage you to share and impact those who are around you. I was talking to one of the people that listen to us on the podcast, and they work out while they're listening. So there's people in a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different places, and so we'll dive in today. We're going to talk about today, Stop Wasting Your Trials, as our topic, Stop Wasting Your Trials. A question was sent in by a listener uh, on this very subject, and here, here's their question, Pastor Chris. Why do I seem to have the same trials over and over again? I think all of us probably have that question from time to time. Yeah, I think so. Whenever we're um, it seems like the same trial comes forward and then we're like, well, what did I do wrong this time? Or why is it me and not happening to someone else? That comparison mentality comes in. And so uh, as we walk through this today, uh, we'll definitely want to be sensitive to the asker because for someone to bring this question forward, it's probably something that they're dealing with. But at the same time, uh, we want to give uh, the Bible's response, um, and maybe perspective that sometimes we overlook when we're caught in the midst of a trial. I've, the last few months I've been, I guess, probably leaning more into the, the fact of respecting people in, in their position. And what I mean by that is having the empathy, because when, when that question is asked, it could be all over the board, yeah. what they're going through, where they are. And some trials are short, some trials are longer. And, and I learned a long time ago, particularly in funerals, no one knows except God what someone's really going through. Yeah, and when we're looking at other people's, um, as they navigate through trials, they're, they're at times what to us may be simple, to them's you know, overbearing, and, yeah. and vice versa. There may be some things that we deal with that send us over, and, and we're like, man, what is going on? And to others, it's like, that's not really, yeah. you know, but... but that's that's not the point. The point is that we know that we go through trials, and there's a purpose for going through trials. Absolutely, there's a purpose, and we want to get to that in a few moments mm-hmm. uh, about the purpose. But but again, we just want you to know, uh, whatever stage of life you're in, and, and I, I thought about trying to categorize, for example, uh, you and Catherine, congratulations, are about to have a second baby. Yes. So there's trials there. Uh, there's trials when you they get to the teenage years. There's trials if you're a single person. Trials if you're divorced, been through divorce. Uh, just trials in every, every stage of life. And I think what Scripture says in, in the book of Job, it says that man born of woman is few of days and full of trouble. Uh, mm-hmm. But you don't have to live with a downer perspective. You can live with a positive perspective because God is doing something in your trials. Yeah, it's not like God's up there saying oops um, yeah. in the midst oh, of yeah. our trials um, because he's in control of the trials. Um, and, and I think sometimes... 
the momentary affliction, we get caught into that as if it's an eternal thing and not that, no, this is momentary. We still have eternity, and then he's yep. going to have victory through this trial as well. In other words, as some famous person said, this too shall pass. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, and that famous person was Solomon you, with that, mm -hmm. and not to grow weary. And, you know, uh, I, I wrote down as I, as I studied and thought about it, and now you have your illustrations of that as well, but some of the most significant accomplishments that happens in people's lives happen as a result of trials. Amen. And another thing is, is to realize that pain is not without purpose. Mm -hmm. I mean, with Psalm 4610, we're reminded that be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted among the nations and I'll be exalted on earth. And then Romans 828. Mm -hmm. And we know that those who love God, all things work together for good. Yeah. And I hope you, that those listening today well, take time to read the scripture that Pastor Chris and I will give to you today, but also take time to look at people's stories mm -hmm. of, of how that they significantly did that. Uh, I, I read FDR's story, Franklin Delano Roosevelt's story. You know, before he had polio, uh, he would say himself that there was some arrogance in his life. He was in an elitist uh, life, and, uh, and he ran for political office and lost. Mm -hmm. Most people don't realize that he lost several different things that he did. But when he got polio, that it all changed for him. Then he began to be a determined person. And, and, he, and he said in, in his autobiography, until I learned to deal with trials, I was really no value to other people. Yeah. And so Scripture, God, ne here's my point, I believe, that Scripture says God wastes nothing. Amen. And if, if a person gets that perspective, like God's not against me, that God's for me, that, that changes the dynamic. Yeah, and I think one of the ways I've been able to grow over the years is how I've learned through maybe mission trips or, or various circumstances with different pastors on on that important part of um, hearing other stories and what got them to mm -hmm. where they are. I remember in New Orleans, we were uh, partnering up with Missions Lab through New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, and they set up street evangelism, things to do uh, within the community. Uh, but one of the things we did was uh, homeless ministry. And and uh, when the guy taught us, he said, you know, we're not asking you to do something that's not already been blazed for you, so don't don't think you're the one doing that. But but he said that the best thing you can do is listen um, and then offer hope. Yes. But you, but you need to listen. Mm -hmm. You need to see what got them there. And he goes, because when they know that you're compassionate, um, then, they're, then they're ready to listen to help them through what they're they're going through, and they're, they're more receptive that way, and that stuck. I mean, it even stuck in my life when, um, when I got through the the first couple barriers of trying to learn not to speak without you know listening first. But, but it stuck in um, the foundation of even when I go do nursing home visits, mm -hmm. of being able to be compassionate at the bedside as we're listening to stories and and things that get people to where they are to be able to offer hope to where they could go. Yeah. And, which and out of out of that story, just thinking of this reality, folks, it, I, I believe that the key, as for a Christian, because and we'll talk about a little bit maybe the yeah. uh, secular way to handle it or a spiritual way to handle your trials, but before we get there, I, I believe that the single greatest encouragement a Christian has is when they realize that this tr this trial is going to count for something, because if, if if what I'm doing doesn't count, you know, why would you do that? Yeah, and I think that's very important is having the perspective from a Christian standpoint of 
As I mentioned earlier, you know, that God has the authority over it, mm-hmm. but what is he pulling me through for? Yeah. And and I think sometimes if we're not guarded or prepped for it through being in his word and being connected with um, a faith community, uh, that those trials can be overwhelming where that's not God's intended purpose. For I was trials. reminded of Adonai Judson, who's the first ever American missionary, as reading it's about 600 page volume book and it's but it's worth reading because over and over he talks about that very thing of of how God gave him such a perspective and he would he would write to other people and he he would say this to them it's always too early to quit mm-hmm. and 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 as you guys listen on the podcast today uh the, we know Galatians 6 9 says do not grow weary while doing good and and you can grow weary if you start carrying and lose the perspective. But he says you'll you'll have the harvest if you don't quit. And Adonai Judson said this, that through three wives that all died mm-hmm. in the field and six children that died on the field, he learned it was always too early to quit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would, in Burma, it took him like 20 years to, to reach the first few people. And so as you folks listen today, what we want to do is walk you through what the Scripture says. But at, at the end of the day, you've got to have a willpower. You have a willpower to say that God knows what He's doing, and that it counts. And I ho- hope that you get <clears throat> you get that today. So, so for for a moment, Chris, as we kind of transition, if you had to define trials, how would you how would you do that? I think it could be an experience. I guess this is just a general one, yeah. not the Oxford Dic- Dictionary, but it could be um, a thing that we go through um, for a purpose uh, for God to be glorified in. Mm-hmm. Um, and Definitely. so um, the one way I look at it, too, is trials help me to depend on God, but also show others that God's dependable. Mm-hmm. And, well, that's good. And so when we're, when we're walking through this um, with that mindset, and, and, and I'm, I'm obviously growing in ministry. I'm still learning a lot of things and, and the ups and downs and um, but I, I know that when I'm facing a trial, the more I lean into God, I'm depending on Him as if, you know, um, uh, 1 Corinthians 1, 28 29 are real. Um, mm-hmm. In verse 31 where it says, God chose what is low and despised in the world, even the things that are not, to bring to nothing as that they are, so that no human being, uh, being might boast in the presence of the Lord. As it is written, let no one boast, boast mm-hmm. in the Lord. And so if I'm depending on him, I'm not boasting on my ability to get through the trial. I am boasting on his ability to pull me through the trial. And then that conveys to others that I have a dependable God that I serve. And, and I think it improves the witness. But when I get on the other side of a trial, I'm not looking back on what I accomplished. I'm looking back on what God So God when did. you get that perspective, you can, mm-hmm. you can, folks, you may not get this right now, but I promise it will come. You will bless the trial. Yeah, you'll be because that's James one. He counted all joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Erickson taught who all those years ago, uh, when when she had the accident, the diving accident. I mean, she's now almost seventy, been fifty fifty years uh, as a quadriplegic, mm. and she says now, I bless this trial. I would not have been who I am, yeah, and would never had those open doors without that. Now you you know what I know when people hear the word trials that. If, unless they are seasoned in a trial in Christ, they don't know what that is. Because we just had one of our students in here, yeah. and you asked them, 
to stay for the podcast, and you, you said they asked the topic, and you said trials, and, and what did they automatically go to? They said, well, who's going to be the judge and, <laughs> and jury? Am I going to have one of those as well here? <laughs> <laughs> and, folks, we're not talking about a trial by your peers. Uh, and even though it is a trial by, as you in front of your peers, uh, let's, let's talk about you, you have two ways that you can handle a trial. You can face it in the secular way. Yeah. Or you can face it in the spiritual way. As we think about a secular way for a moment, uh, I, I looked it up. You talked about the Oxford. I was over in Cambridge. There That's you go. I, was, I look at their, <laughs> their dictionary, and it gives this definition. It's a long one. I'll just use little pieces of it. The hearing of a statement. A trial is the hearing of a statement. A uh, court of law, like our friend just said. Or it's a test over a limited period of time to discover how effective or suitable something or someone is. Mm. For me, a secular way of handling it is it's up to me. Yeah. I, I've either got the power, I've got the strength, uh, I'm, I'm going to show someone something, and, and that, that's not a healthy way. It's not because it's the self-dependence um, to pull us through. When we fail, uh, it spirals us into more depression, or um, we lash out in others uh, because we weren't successful in overcoming. Yeah. You know, another definition they gave was to test someone in a, in a formal way to discover how effective or suitable it is. Some people take a trial secularly think, if I just get through this, people will look up to me more. Mm. Uh, that, that's, a, as you often use the word, trap. That's, that's a tough trap. It is. Yeah, because, again, it's that, that method is still self-glorification if... If I do this, then others will like me more. If I overcome this, then I'll be praised more. Uh, and what happens more times than not is that in our own power, we're not able to overcome this world. Yeah. And so if I'm stuck in that mindset of everything that I face, I have to be the victor, then when I fail, um, what, do, what do I have to look to? Yeah. What hope do I have? Well, we know in, in secular viewpoint, you're only as good as your life's victory. And so uh, in Proverbs, it talks about the, the wisdom of men versus the foolish. The foolishness of man thinks that he can conquer the world. But it always falls short because truly, think about it, in the world. I mean, you, you could win for 20 years in everything you do. But if you're if that, that next one, if you lose, that's all you're ever remembered for. So that's not a proper way to handle trials. It's not. And sometimes when they get stuck in this way of trying to handle their trials, and they realize they can't do it, then they become dependent on others to bail them out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm running, 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 and then I realize I'm not going to finish. I'm like, you know, here's my hand, save me. And then if someone doesn't reach out to save me, then I blame them for mm -hmm. not being able to come through the trial yeah. instead of looking at the circumstances as a whole. And as I, I think it was Popper who wrote, wrote the book, Don't Waste Your Trials. And, and sometimes we, we people do waste their trials. Um, and... I wrote this down in my in my notes. Uh, people push through without learning anything. A mm. secular way is I just got to get through it. Uh, yeah. if, but if you don't learn the lesson, and that's probably would be my response to the person asking today, why why do I go through the same trial over and over again? It's either you're not surrendered in that moment, or you haven't learned the lesson. Yeah. So perspective matters mm -hmm. in in the whole scheme of the the trials and with the proper. Uh, perspective would be easier to understand, well, what, what is God doing here? What is he bringing me through? Instead of really the pitfalls of a secular view is the, the fallout from it. Um, because it's not just that you get defeated, but then you turn to other things to fill the void mm -hmm. of, of that having that victory. 
Um, and that can be substance abuse. It could be um, game building issues that we've seen. We can, I mean, there's the list goes on and on, which is reality is it's, it's sin. We turn to a different sin that comforts us through something we weren't over, able well, to overcome. Well, you know, overcome. The, the, the credit card industry has made their fortune off of people who are trying to subsidize happiness and peace in, in their lives, and bankruptcy comes and all these other other things yeah. uh, that, that comes, and it makes a mess uh, out of life. Now, I, I do want to say this to remind folks that we're not putting someone down. No, no, no. Because I have been in my life, uh, I could share a personal testimony of fact, for a long time, I had a fear, and I may shock you, of crowds, and even even though being a pastor, and and that that morphed into other fears when God began dealing with my heart about traveling globally to be in in ministry, because I kept thinking I can't, I can't, I can't, and everything will close in, and you know I didn't get an invitation overseas for ten years of ministry because God knew I hadn't overcome the trial. Well, and I think it's cool too that how God brings. Uh, pastors together Mm -hmm. uh, because what you had to go through is what you've brought me through in times Mm -hmm. Uh, because some of the fears that you've mentioned are some of the figures I've shared with Uh, the the crowds not necessarily fear to be there as much as not looking as good as the person next Mm -hmm. to me Um, that that fear of comparison but the 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 fear of not being adequate God's used you to show me that the reliance on him is the only thing yeah. that matters. So so from a personal standpoint, what he brought you through at a younger age, he's used in how you've poured into ministry since. Pray, praise so that, the Lord. And so that's, I mean, that's that goes to show the different, like when I talked about, you know, when, when we become dependent on God, it shows others that God's dependable. Mm-hmm. That's an example of that. Uh, I think back just a few months ago, um, I've... I went through really a trial of the mind um, over a month and a half period of falling into that trap. Like, am I supposed to keep doing this and and not realizing it was spiritual warfare Mm -hmm. taking place. And, and when I was handling it internally, I was not winning the battle. Mm -hmm. It was when I became open with others about it and uh, open with, with myself um, of, of who I needed in God that, the, I started seeing a light at the tunnel. That's good. And, and I think sometimes even as Christians, we can be, um, we can, we, if we're not careful, we can be so internalized with what's going on um, that the help's right in front of us and we just don't see it. Yeah. And, and I, another angle for that, and I appreciate your kindness. I, you know, I could lie I and mean, make a joke and say, the reason, folks, that he knows that in my life, because he sees me apart from the Spirit, and yeah. boy, I don't have any intelligence, and I really don't, <laughs> apart from the Spirit and the Word of God. But the other side of that is when someone gets, sometimes people get in a deep trial, and they're the last one to know they're in it, mm. uh, b- because other people around them see it, see something. Yeah. And, and the worst thing you can do is just say, well, I'm going through something. Change of life, da da da. There's a lot of things you can go through, but everything in, in one form or fashion is either a trial, a temptation, or a consequence yeah. that you're going through. And I learned that through James McDonald's uh, teaching years ago that he did. Uh, but folks, as you listen today, we empathize, yeah, because everybody goes goes through trials. Don't don't waste them. Learn the lesson, and we're going to transition into that for a little bit. 
uh, we don't want to do the secular way of pushing through or never getting through or, or just doing it for ourselves. But, but a spiritual way, one of the great verses of Scripture is in James 4 where he says this, uh, that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. The first step spiritually overcoming is just what you said, owning, yeah. that there is such a thing as a true trial in life. Yeah, and having humility to realize that um, can, can be hard to overcome yeah. at times. And it, and it is. And then if you're a, of a mother, I think about it this way, uh, you know, it gets in your mind from the devil. He, he'll say to you, well, you're supposed to know how to do this. Mm. Or if it's a dad, you're supposed to know how to do this. Or, or a person of anything, what you're going through, you're supposed to know how to do this. Who are you? Yeah. And reach into your inner self. And there's no inner self to come through those trials. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and the, on the another, I guess, temptation we, we face within those two is that we may feel like we're the only ones going mm-hmm. through it because we see others, the comparison model, like, well, you know, I'm looking at this family. They got it all together. The mom never is upset. The dad's always leaving. How do they do it? And they have five or six kids. And you're yeah. like, I got one. <laughs> I, don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm just sharing my heart right here. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think that sometimes we, if we're not careful, we can fall in and Satan will beat us in our minds over and over of just as you said, um, why don't you have it all together? Yeah. Why aren't you doing the things that others expect of you in the way that they do instead of instead of you realizing that there's a specific purpose yeah, for the Ad- season? Adrian Rogers used to say, if we had it all together, we wouldn't need God. Mm. And, and, and folks, listen to this. This is theologically true. We haven't had it together since Adam sinned, sinned against God. And that's why we desperately need God. And then the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, and we become victorious uh, as we walk that process. And so we're going to walk through that. And people do have all kinds of trials together. Uh, but in James 1, as, as we've looked at so much, count it all joy when you, when you go into these trials because God's going to teach you patience. It's going to bring you to maturity. Mm-hmm. And, Chris, how, how does God bring a, a Christian to maturity in their time of trial? Because that's really the question being asked. Well, I think, too, uh, in, well, in answering that, that trials uh, can be a source of sanctification. Now, when I say that word, um, it may sound intimidating, like he used a big word and mm-hmm. ran out of fingers to count the letters, but, but reality is sanctifi- sanctification is us being molded mm-hmm. uh, in the image of God daily. So from the moment we get saved, to the moment he calls us to eternity, right. we are daily growing in that. And sometimes trials are used for the sanctifying process because what we're also doing is we're pursuing, and we're going to be talking about this at United Week, we're pursuing holiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and holiness is cutting off of the things that um, are not pleasing to God. You know, And so, so for us to go through a trial for the sanctifying purpose, there's going to be seasons in our life where there are going to be things that we're going to have to rid ourselves mm-hmm. to see God more clearly and to grow in our walk with yep. Him. And I think that I think that's hard is because how am I supposed to cut off the past but still remain joyful mm-hmm. in that? It's a process. Mm-hmm. And, and folks, we're going to talk about in another podcast about new patterns of living, but if God, if God cannot get your attention and maturity in one way, yeah, he'll do it in another. And, and I said this to a group of our college students and our collegiate ministry right now because we're talking about we're walking through James and we're doing a series called Faith in Real Time. And what is faith in real time when you're having trials? 
But I told them this, that trials is God's number one weapon and best weapon in his toolbox for your maturity. Um, and folks, you need to get you need to get in on that. God is going to mature you yeah. because he promised that in Philippians 1, 6, with being confident that God who began will be faithful to complete the work in you. And so I just want to encourage you wherever you are to realize God loves me. Mm-hmm. He's not against me. He loves me because if he didn't love me, he'd just let me go and do what I wanted to. Agreed. And, and you know, the verse that we use for our podcast is First Peter mm-hmm. 3.15, but the verse right before it, when you put them together, 14 and 15, it says, but even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear in them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord is holy, always being prepared to make a defense for anyone who asks for the reason of the Amen. hope that's in you. So the trials or the circumstance, the affliction that we go through, whether it's physical, internal, or our growth, it's for the purpose of us sharing the glory of God that's to right. others. So, folks, as you get that today, God has a purpose in trials. Yeah. Why am I going through it over and over? It could be that you haven't walked the steps. And so just r- real quickly as, as we continue, I always start out like this. I, say, I know, God, you're working, but I'm ask, I ask him this all the time. In what way are you working? Are you, is this trial to mature me? Is this from the enemy that's trying to get me to sin? Yeah. When a testing? Or am I actually enduring the discipline of God? We call it consequence, but the discipline of God, because sometimes God comes and says, I'm going to put you through this to show you that what you're doing is not right. Yeah. And, and that's a hard part to hear. Well, in that middle point that you brought up of separating a trial from a mm-hmm. temptation, I think sometimes um, when we're, when God's bringing us through a trial of overcoming sin, the sanctifying process, and then we have a temptation. That temptation's not from God Mm-mm. to do the sin. James one thirteen. That's that's right. that's, an, that's the enemy attacking you mm-hmm. through the trial. What God's showing you is that there's a light and there's something better for you to have. And what He's carving away is for your benefit. Uh, but don't confuse the temptations that come. Like, oh, that's just God. Yeah. No, it's not. That's you know, right. God's not going to cause you to sin. You are going to cause you to sin. Well, and, I know when the, anger the rises up in me with my kids when they were younger. You know, I had to learn that that it may have been in that moment that that the devil used the flesh in my child, mm-hmm. and now it's a temptation. God didn't send the temptation; God uses it. Yeah, but He didn't. And so I can I can remember, particularly with my middle child, that there'd be moments that I'd be talking and he was not listening. I know no parent ever dealt with this, but me, and he wasn't listening. <laughs> and I remember raising my voice. And but there would be anger that would come in that voice, and I was like, "Where does that come from?" Mm-hmm. You know, and that comes from the old nature. And you, you, and part of of maturing in trials is the discipline attitude. Yeah, that God says that you have to learn to work through that first. And and the scriptures talk about be, be you know quick to hear and slow to speak, yeah. and slow to wrath. And so, uh, folks, learn the difference. But also this, uh, I, I sometimes say this to people. Stop praying to have an easy life. Mm. You know, you know yourself. If if Catherine's preparing a meal or you're preparing a meal, you're not, and, and you, you're really hungry. You're not going to say if you see three ingredients left, hey, let's just go ahead and eat. No, because you want it done and done right. Yeah, yeah, and and so when when I'm thinking through that, um, you know what we just covered, mm-hmm. thinking through the spiritual warfare matter of trials. Mm-hmm. Of understanding, like the that whatever I'm, I'm going through, 
can be from God as he's molding me into his image. It could be for God for spiritual growth and what he's going to bring me to. But I also can't be um, naive to think that sometimes the trials that I may face as a Christian are because Satan's trying to keep me from That's being right. that obedient. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're reminded in First John 4, 4 uh, that he is in you is greater than he is in, in the world. And so uh, we have victory over the spiritual warfare through Christ, uh, not not in of ourselves, but through Christ. And so I, I'm reminded in that if, if we're going to do it the right way, uh, that we don't need to fear Satan, um, because at the end we know the ultimate victory that will take place. That spurs a great question that I suspect someone might ask. Okay. Because I know I, I've asked it in my life. How do you position yourself to be successful in, on the world stage with God while you're going through the trial? Because, you know, some people, and I've done it, shut down. Mm-hmm. Some people, you know, go into mourning. Uh, some, some people just I get in the flesh, and we've all done all of that. But I, I think as I look down in, in our notes, you know, in, in number, particular number four there, you may want to talk about it, is that there's a way that God has for us. Because you don't shut down when the trial comes, do you? No, you don't. You don't go into a crowd. Of people. And, I, and I've seen folks do that. I mean, they look like Missouri mule face, nothing against Missouri <laughs> mules. Uh, but they just, they're just long. They're, they're downtrodden. And, and, you know, that doesn't benefit. Because you said when we started, and I wrote it down, that trials show show others uh, that they can depend on God, but if I'm going through it in a, as a mess, yeah, th- that doesn't that does not position us, does it? No, that's why in the midst of the trials, to show others that you're uh, that God's dependable, you got to depend mm-hmm. depend on Him in the trial. And there's there's ways to do that, but I think sometimes we miss the fact that trials can be a reward. Um, and, and a reward from God. Mm-hmm. And and so if we only look at the negative aspect of the trial, like, like for instance, for one extreme, um, a martyr, and DC Talk has the martyrs book, and it shares the stories of Christian martyrs throughout all of history um, up until the point when the book was written. But in, in some of those stories, what you end up seeing is not lives changed in the moment of their death, but the lives changed after the death because of their reliance on God through mm-hmm through that part and and sometimes we won't see the full scope of the victory until later on when things are written about us or shared about us and i say that in in if i'm depending on god through those circumstances then i know that all the glory goes to god not my ability to come through the trial um and but the practical ways that we get to that would be the practical steps in our faith. It yeah. would be reading his word, being dependent on the word of God. It would be praying. It would be um, congregational worship. Um, it could be individual worship, but I think being connected to a faith group um, is so vitally important to not well, battle this alone. That's where you get the stories. Yeah. That the stories of those who have gone on before you, and, and I even, even wrote down, give to God anything that he asks, knowing that he sees farther down the road than you do. Yeah. It will not turn out bad because God in the end will win, and you will win. Yeah. And so that, that's just so, so vital. And I want to encourage you folks, don't only just read the Bible, read books mm-hmm. that literally encourage you to go forward. 
Uh, you were talking about DC Talk, and I was like, I thought it was Fox's Books of Martyrs too. So, yeah. but, but there's so many different yeah. types of those books is that you need to read. And we, we would love you to reach out to us. We would love to be able to share that with you, some of those resources. But they're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Warren Worsby has a book called Six, 60 of the Greatest Christian Leaders of All Time. It's, mm-hmm. And it, here's a good thing about it. You can read it, read about a person in six minutes. Yeah. So it's not like a long volume like I would read. That would be perfect for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, but the, the, but he does. It's Warren Worsby's uh, greatest Christian leaders and things like you know. Kind of put that beside your bed. Yeah. Or as you said, in a community group, in a Sunday school class, in a group of people of like mind and ages, I, I see that with all the younger parents. They come to Sherry and I when they want wisdom about what they should do, but they sit with you when they want to know somebody's in it right now. Yeah. Not that you don't have wisdom, yeah. but it's just that you're in it right now. Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference. Yeah, and so if we're finding peace in the in the trial, then uh, then maybe for us it's changing the perspective instead of saying, why am I facing uh, this trial over and over again? Why does this particular one keep coming? Maybe it's, well, God, what are you teaching? God, what are you showing? And God, how are you growing? Because ultimately, as we mentioned right at the beginning, that a trial um, is to be used for the purpose of bringing mm-hmm. glory to him, whether it's through sanctification of us personally, whether it's through the reward of victory over the evil one, or or enhancing our testimony. Uh, regardless of what we go through, it's to show the glory to him. So changing um, our perspective can change how we go through the trial as well. Or when those come back up, I think of like when Peter... Uh, walked out on the water and all the storms raging around him. He's, you know, he's like, Jesus, if that's you, call me out. I'll walk towards you. And while he was focused on Jesus, he didn't sink. He walked on water. We don't know, you know, exactly how many steps or how far out, but we know he walked. When his eyes got off of the king, mm-hmm. he sank. Yep. Sometimes in our trials, when we have the perspective that loses sight of the king, then and that's when we start to sink or it becomes overwhelming or we're like, why am I doing this again and again and again? Instead of refocusing and putting our perspective back on, all right, God, what is your purpose? God, how can I be obedient in this? God, show me how, how I am to grow. Mm-hmm. And, and when we are able to do that, then it's not a, why do I have to go through this again? God, what are you going to do through this? That, that will bring you glory. That is really important. I think it's also really important for folks to say, make sure, though, that's yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Because I, I, I would think, at a, I don't know percentages, but I think a large percentage of folks that, that, that we get the privilege of, of counseling, meeting with, it's because they've not learned the lesson of what that is about. One of the greatest impacting things that happened to me coming here uh, almost nine years ago now, our administrative assistant at that time, Diane Rains, who's still here, it leads leads all of our volunteer staff now. Her husband had cancer, mm. and when they went in with it, when they found it, it was four stage already. And so when I came here for the first four months of me being here, now she's my administrative assistant, was never here a day. Mm. But now think about that. I'm coming to a new place, trying to get people to know who I am. But we loved her through that. And the church, and she'd tell you this, the, the church, uh, she was out of vacation time when I came. And so it used to be different around here. And I, I remember the personnel and finance said, what should we do? And I said, what do you mean, what should we do? We're going to love her. And she never missed a payday. 
Amen. And and you know, and God used that to change the heart of the church. Yeah. Rick passed away. And I can remember that it so welded Diane to me and Sherry that and the church it changed the church dynamic. She mourned and every year it is it is at their anniversary and his birthday, she does it still. But you know how she is. She's the most loving and mm-hmm. caring woman. And I would I would say this with all my heart. She knew what her trial was about. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and she's going to see him again someday. And so, folks, I hope that encourages you as well. So much more. If you want to know more about that, you can reach out to us. Pastor Chris will tell you in a moment how to do that. And it's been good today, brother. It's been good it around is. the Word of God. So uh, as, you, as you take us out today, let folks know how. And keep sending us the questions uh, because God does have the answer for every trial and every question that we have. Amen. It's been good to be with you again and back in the sanctuary recording. Uh, we thank you. Uh, for tuning in with us and uh, listening on uh, the software platform that you do. We encourage you to share um, in the description. You can find ways to connect with us. And we look forward to hearing from you and being with you now every other Thursday for the 2023 calendar. Have a good day and God bless.